Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horse Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I talk to Alison, who is a genius when it comes to picking the right music for dressage to music. We're going to find out what we need to be doing when we're choreographing our horse's movements to specific types of music. This is Horse Hour. I'm so excited because this is my favourite thing ever. It's putting music with my other passion, which is horses. And this is what you get to do every day with Dressage to Music. How did you get started? That's right. I first found Dressage to Music when I was quite young with my first pony and just playing around. But later on, I went to a riding club demonstration with Felicity Scott. And I was just so inspired by what she was saying but I thought I really, mm. really want to try this and compete myself. And that's where I started, through riding club, really. And then because I was already teaching people, they said, could you help me too? And that's that's how that happened. I mean, I must stress that my angle is the choreography side of things. So wow. I don't actually do the, the technical stuff. You'll be pleased to know I don't do the cutting <laughs> and the mixing and the producing. I... I work with several really good people who are experts and although I really enjoy listening to music I don't enjoy the the sort of mixing of it but I really do Mm. enjoy the choreography. Well the mixing is really tough isn't it because you've got to get all the points at the same at the right it's got to be so slick and precise it's going out into those speakers and it's got to be mixed amazingly well. Yeah the, the sound quality is so important because you, you need to be enjoying it and the performance factor needs needs to feel good whereas if you've if you've got a, a sort of agonizing pause that that can that can great even if you know because you've listened to that mix so many times you know that pause is coming you, you sort of dread it and I think that it's worth paying a professional to get it properly mixed does it matter what music you use are you allowed to okay oh my gosh I've got so many questions for you I don't even know where to start I love dressage to music for me it's my two major passions one is music one is dressage and horses mixing them together is just like I think it was from a little girl I wanted to be in the circus I've wanted to do a lot of things I always wanted to be in the circus and funnily enough I had the chance to be in the circus once when I was 21 I worked for a radio station we were doing this competition where they said 
we were giving away tickets to go to the circus. And as part of the breakfast show, I got to go and ride the white horse. And to this day, Alison, I've never forgotten that moment. And this horse came out. I mean, it knew what it was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I just had to sit there and smile. Um, but it knew every beat to the music. It was moving his leg really up high in front. He was just seamless. And the passion that you get, it's the, it gave me goosebumps inside hearing the music along with the horse moving so beautifully to the beat of the music was just phenomenal. I think that sounds like a dream come true. I think you picked up on something really important there. It was, it's about the beat, it's about the rhythm. And I think that you need to think about your horse's natural paces, their natural rhythm and, and choose music that's going to enhance that so that the horse is working to, to a, a rhythm that it's comfortable with um, and that adds expression to the way the horse moves so it might be that you had a a real favorite that you couldn't wait to ride to and your horse might hate it 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 might just really struggle to to be comfortable within that rhythm so i think it's really important that you work out what your horse's beats Mm -hmm. per minute are and you know you can take a get somebody to video you and then you can um you can download an app a metronome app and you, you can work within that equally you can send the video to a producer who will work that out for you you want someone who's very comfortable with music to be able to produce that great track that's interesting so you do it the other way around you don't go you don't find the track first and then say i want to teach my horse to move to the music you actually find the music that suits the horse yeah i mean i sometimes i've got lucky I've listened to a track on the radio and in my head I've been able to imagine myself riding to that and then we've tried mm. it to get the horse's reaction and and then you can you can go the other way and you can interpret the music I think when you look at the the way freestyles are scored there is always that element of being able to interpret the music so it shouldn't be that you're um that you're riding and the music bears no relationship to the patterns I think you need to be able to to work within the frames of the track without getting too technical but yeah i, I no, like no, no get technical we love technical <laughs> <laughs> so um from a choreography point of view i have a rough idea because of the um the, the technical requirements the shapes that we're going to need and the shapes that we're going to use but then the music producer will quite often be able to to match the phrasing to that so it's it's very much a sort of a partnership between the choreographer and the music producer. But then the horse will often react in ways that we don't expect. It, it may be in the past, for instance, I've had a track that I thought, yeah, I'm going to counter to this, but it didn't enhance the horse's way of going. Um, but it actually really enjoyed walking to it. So we came from canter being a little bit disappointed, back down into walk to think, oh, well, that's not going to work, only to find that it did wonders for the horse's walk. Oh, lovely. What do the judges score on when it comes to freestyle? Well, it, there's the technical element and there's the artistic. Now, the technical gives you the opportunity to work at each level. So there's a set number of moves that you're required to show and they'll usually be scored out of 10. So, for example, if you're doing an elementary test, you'll have to show 10 metre circles in trot and 15 metre circles in canter. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but that's that's just to give you an idea. And then the artistic elements. So you're going to get a mark for choreography. As you go up the levels, you're going to get a mark for 
how you use the arena and how hard the choreography is. You'll get marked on the... There is a music mark, but it's not about whether the judge likes the music. It's not about their personal preference. It's about whether it matched the horse, whether the horse went well to it. So um, anybody that wants to have a go, I would just suggest that you you send off for the sheet at the level that you want to work at and, and read through because it's not as scary as you may first think. It's supposed to be fun, isn't it? It's supposed to be fun, and it really is. And that's why I think that for myself, I've always asked a music producer to do the music for me because that removes the stress. I can concentrate on the bits that I really like doing, which is actually the riding and thinking about how best to demonstrate my horse's strengths within a within a pattern. Would you say it's like dancing with horses? I think that that's probably somebody's reaction to seeing it and, and, and a good way of, of describing it. I think that it's a partnership and you can have some shared some quite wonderful moments where you're just lost in the music. Because mm. it's interesting how a, a lot of us listen to music whilst we're riding. We listen while we're going hacking. We listen while we're in the school because it, it can be really motivational. At the same time, we respond to music via our heart rate. So if we like a piece of music, then our heart rate might go up. If we're listening to a cinematic piece that's got this amazing kind of if crescendo is the right word, I don't know, but crescendo, you know, that goes up and loud. And we feel that in our bodies, our horses are going to feel that. So, so really the music is extra important as well, because we don't want to have that raising pulse and raising heart rate at a point where the horse needs to be really relaxed and quiet in the test, I'm presuming. I think you're spot on there. I mean, I've had quite an, an interesting competition once where I was riding a friend's horse and it was a really good music routine. I was really excited at the opportunity. It wasn't music that I knew as well or a horse that I knew particularly well, but unfortunately the music raised my pulse to the point where I was quite tense just in response to the music and our performance factor went out of the window because because I was sort of um, too tense I suppose tense is the wrong word but Mm. but definitely chasing the music rather than relaxing and sort of hitting my marker points I actually got way way ahead of my music and ended up having to really freestyle so you need to be careful what track you select (laughs) But that's interesting. You you got ahead of your music. So were you thinking too far ahead then? You weren't thinking at the point that you were at? Because for dressage, we do need to think of the next point, don't we? Rather than three points down, it's the next one. So we are thinking ahead. But were you thinking too far ahead? I, I was thinking too far ahead and I was almost chasing the rhythm too quickly. So mm. it was Vanessa May and the Can Can. And it's quite an uplifting, sort of energetic, probably good workout music. But for me and this horse, <laughs> we finished our trot section far too quickly just because I cut corners. I, I sort of um, mentally in my head, I thought we were further on in the music than we were. And and so I, I think that in, instead of perhaps presenting the shapes in a calm way, I my head was thinking, I've got to get this shape in before I go and do the next one. And it was all just quite rushed. It's funny though, isn't it? It's so different. Doing freestyle to music is so different to just doing a, a standard dressage test because so much more has gone into it, not in terms of preparation or in terms of, of working the horse or preparing the horse, but you've got more creativity and you're basically putting on a show. So I guess a lot of that that you felt 
it must have come from excitement of you love the music that you've chosen you love the freestyle routine that you've come up with and you are entertaining as well as doing a test i think there's certainly that element i mean it from memory, it wasn't my finest hour that that particular moment. I generally find that freestyle is an opportunity to really enjoy the time in the arena. There is a little bit of pressure removed when you know your music so well, and if you choreograph it carefully, then you you've got a, an extra opportunity. Say you you didn't quite show the medium trot that you wanted the first line, you can come back the other way and show it again. And so what the judge would do in that instance is say the first movement was worth a five, but your second one was was worth a seven, you'd end up with a six as the average of the two movements. So there's there's opportunities all the time to gain those extra marks. And I, I just think that it's it will always have its first pressures the first time you get a new routine or if the sound system isn't quite the same as you're used to. Sometimes there can be a little bit of feedback and you, and you can hear the beat coming back at you and that's a little unnerving. Um, but, but generally the sound systems are getting better and it's just great fun. One of the hurdles that I hear with dressage is the horse sometimes anticipates what's going to happen next and they anticipate the next move. So by not almost not doing a test too much, you can kind of not hopefully prevent them from anticipating it. But with music, do they anticipate it more? I think that that can work to your advantage. I mean, I, certainly I, um, in the early days when I was less confident with my routine, I realized that I'd made a mistake and I, I tried to fix that mistake. And my horse was absolutely adamant that actually we didn't have time to go further around the arena and sort of took me onto the center line himself and halted as the music ended and I oh, <laughs> wow. managed to, to pull off a, a sort of very theatrical um, salute like it was all my idea but I, I knew that the horse was thinking what would you do without me you know <laughs> so I, I think that it's, it's good when horses get to know their music I mean another example is in the collecting ring you're quite often listening to other people's routines and watching your horse if he hears someone else has got his music is also quite interesting because you can see them thinking, oh, are we late? What's going on? Well, why am I standing here when you're playing my music? So I think that they react and they respond. And I, I think horses have emotional response to music too. Do you? What sort of emotional response? Certainly traveling with horses and having different music on the radio. I, I know my horse to have a preference and, and he would definitely kick if he wanted us to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Does he prefer does he prefer more classical or does he prefer something a little bit heavier? Uh, he likes um well that particular horse is very fond of Queen. <laughs> which, which was always <laughs> the show must go the on. The show must go on and then that's a track that I, I had used for him um in some performances. I don't know. I mean he had quite eclectic taste. He was very fond of clarinet music, piano music, and this is entirely based on me watching him listening to the radio and, and knowing what he liked and what he disliked. I have another horse, a Spanish horse, just really likes classic FM but can't stand Rachmaninoff. Now, I don't know what it was, but that was <laughs> that was his clear sort of it, it just stressed him out and you could see a visible um difference. Whereas other horses would be quite happy for it to play all day. So you you just you have to experiment, I think. What's the favourite piece of music that you've ever worked with? Well, I was very 
lucky for your horse live because I talked a long time to Nick Reeve who did my music and and still does music with me and he said okay we're going to just talk about what it's like when you ride your horse what what emotions do you have and I talked like we're talking for quite a long time and and just described many moments that we shared together and then he went away and he had video that he could see how the horse moved and and the horse's personality and he said mm-hmm. well, I've chosen a theme for you of happy because every adjective that you used basically came back to the joy when you rode this horse and he chose feral and we had um happy as our trot music and then um I'm trying to think what our canter music was but again it was I think it was on top of the world by Imagine Dragons, um, something like that. It, it's kind of, I can't remember. <laughs> this is embarrassing now because I've ridden to that track so many times. <laughs> but um, the one that stands out in the whole routine, although I enjoy the other tracks, was Farrell and, and, and the trot music because it just summed up. And um, I'd been riding to different music for quite a long time and I, and I wanted this new routine to go and do Your Horse Live. So... What did you do at Your Horse Live? We basically, I um, I presented dressage to music and I did a medium test with my horse and it was the second time I'd ridden to the music so that added a bit of, a bit of tension but a lot of enjoyment. Yeah. And I think the reason that that track stands out is because I played the track just as an audio to my horse to give him the chance to respond to just to see what he thought of it. And it was like he grew a hand taller, he pricked his ears, he listened to the whole thing, and he learnt the routine very, very quickly just by listening to the music. So that was something that was very special. Hey, have you got a video of it? I'd love to see the demo. I don't think we have. I think, we, of course, we've got lots of pictures, but um, I don't think any of us thought... <laughs> I, I, I know that when they... Um, when they recorded it at Your Horse Live, they put it on the screens in the shopping village and, and we didn't know, but there's it, it such a shame we didn't position someone there to film it because it would have been really good. One of my favourite videos of watching of dressage to music is this, I think he's, he's either American or he's Australian, this naked man. Have you seen this no, video? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. I, I will share it on Twitter. I'll find it and share the Twitter. It's brilliant. It's, I'm not going to explain to you what happens because it kind of ruins it. But it's to the music, you know, uh, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I think I've possibly yeah. seen it. And he makes the horse wiggle at the same time. The horse kind of shakes when he goes wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. It's very, very clever. <laughs> Freestyle to music and dressage to music. Can you do this in a competition? Can you just go and enter freestyle to music? Or is it part of another dressage test that you have to do? Oh, you can you can enter standalone music classes freestyle classes the most complicated bit and please please don't be put off by this is the complying with the licensing regulations which basically is there to protect artists so that if people use excerpts of their music that they they get paid accordingly it's like uh, an intellectual property thing yes so the property rights the music rights we had that in radio as well. I think it was PPL, I think it was called. Any business, if you play music, you have to pay for a license to play the music. So if we were to select, say, Happy, for example, do we have to pay a fee? So what happens is we're very lucky in that British Dressage um, 
managed to, I don't know how they did it, but they managed to get an agreement with PPL. And so anybody can become a music member of, of British Dressage um, and that requires a subscription. But what you enter into is this agreement that you will follow quite a, a strict but not too difficult process for each music that you use. So you apply to be a music member, they send you the relevant forms and they explain exactly how to do it. But in essence, they send you a sheet and some stickers and you list on the sheet all of the music tracks that you've used in each routine and you put who the publisher was. I don't know, just say A&M Records, for example, published in the year. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns that they published the music and then you would you would say how much of that track you used and then you send that bit back to i'm not explaining this very well you send that back to british dressage no no it makes sense well that's okay so you send your form back to british dressage they send you a sticker which you fill in and you put that on your cd box so you, you're basically signing an agreement to saying that you're not going to earn money by reproducing the music in public and then you're ready to go. That's brilliant. So actually you don't you don't technically have to pay for the music. No. No. That's all sorted out. So that means then that you are allowed to use any music from anywhere in the world. Because my next question to you was or my next thought is are there restrictions on the type of music that you can use? Because for a while, we were seeing a lot of classical type music. Then there was a lot of West End musicals. Lion King was used a lot. And now we are moving a little bit more into the pop world. Are there restrictions on the type of music? Just really what you're thinking about is the finished product. So because of the, the time restriction, you need to think quite carefully about the style of music you choose and where you're going to edit it. So they always used to say, don't use music with lyrics. But I think, and I believe that was largely for two reasons. One, because of the difficulty in editing. 
because when I first started, people were still recording on cassettes, <laughs> and <laughs> pressing pause and, and, and trying to make it seamless, which um, thankfully we've moved on a little bit from there. <laughs> and then the other thing I suppose was that some judges were giving the feedback that lyrics could be distracting and that, you know, that they'd be expecting the phrasing to continue and so on and so forth. But I think that it's important to look at the whole musicality of the performance and I don't think judges would mind if, if the lyrics were tasteful and they enhance the performance. You're going to think I'm mental, but I have a very eclectic taste in music and I love a bit of classical, but then I love a bit of rock. You know, I can't help it. It's just, I do love a bass, something with a real big beat. And I would love to see somebody <laughs> doing freestyle to music to a little bit of dubstep and a little bit of drum and bass because when those beats really go, it just can be so powerful. If it's mixed correctly with some beautiful music, you can really mix the two together. Has anyone done that? I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I think we're hearing new stuff all the time. I, I personally would ride to it. I don't see why not. I think that anything that has a clear rhythm that you can really get a little bit lost in if you can still remember where you're going but if, if you can really start to feel the horse move I think I think that would be fantastic I would say that some horses are known to be quite beat averse and I know that people will deliberately mm. mix stuff that isn't too too suggestive or doesn't dictate too much some horses don't enjoy music thankfully they're quite few and far between but I would avoid anything heavy if you have a very sharp or sensitive horse. But I think the horses that I ride would probably really get up and go to it. Oh, I'd love it. It's again, it's that cinematic kind of feel. I'm quite dramatic. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> like anything, anything with passion and a bit of drama. And um, when it comes down to the beat then and the horse is liking it, let's say you're doing a, I always want to say flying leap change, but it's not a flying leap change, is it? It's a, Flying change, canter change. Flying change. I, I think what you're you're describing sounds like a very expressive moment, and I think it could certainly <laughs> add to the performance factor. I, I like the the sort of the sense of the up, the uphill yes. momentum of the leap. But um, yeah, flying changes and at a lower sort of entry level, a simple change where you go canter, walk, canter. You can have so much fun interpreting music with that. So when you're doing a flying change. It looks like, when I watch it to music, it looks like the rider has to let the horse know, like a, almost like half a beat before the beat, that they need to change the leg and they're that's the next move. Yeah, you're almost ask if you're looking at something at the very highest level where they're doing tempi changes, so they're changing every stride, you're almost mm -hmm. asking as you're doing the one before. So that requires practice and good communication with the horse but also there's an element of counting as well so that in the the highest level test there'll be a prescribed number of actual changes so you need to get your head around say you're doing 15 that requires quite a lot of preparation yeah because that would be so difficult because naturally your head would be listening out to the music your ears would be listening to the music and you would naturally want to squeeze the horse on to make that move on the beat yeah but it looks like they've got to do it just before which is it, it's almost like tapping your head and rolling you know rubbing your tummy at the same time <laughs> I, I think that, that that can be said for quite a lot of riding exercises and i i think that 
that's where music can really help, especially if, if you've got the phrasing to the point that it's suggesting the change. And so you can be a little bit more intuitive. I suppose it's like anything else. When If you say to steal the Strictly model from the television, when you watch them and they're marking the steps in the first few weeks and it all looks a little bit awkward, and then as they get more confident, so they're able to interpret the music. And I, I think that's what happens for riders as well but perhaps in a, over a longer time path. <laughs> <laughs> so how long does it take you then to choreograph a piece? Well, the majority of my work is with riders who are riding novice elementary medium tests, and I'm most practised at those levels. That's the sort of the comfort zone for me, if you like. So what would happen usually is I would work with a rider for about 45 minutes to an hour, having had a conversation with them before we started about their horse and their ambition, if you like, and, and what they want to do. Some people will come and say, I want to win a championship. So you need, that immediately puts <laughs> the pressure on a little bit. You need, you need to think about, you know, can you make something a bit more complicated? Someone might say to you, I'm really, really terrified, but this is my goal. And could you make it as easy as possible? <laughs> there's a whole sort of scale if you like so you'd spend i spend that time allowing them to warm up trying out some of the ideas i had and usually because i do it pace by pace so there's lots of walk breaks in between and there's a chance to talk about well that looked quite good but how did it feel to you was it easy to ride could we make it more complicated and, and we do little tweaks throughout the process and then when i'm happy and the rider's happy we'll film it and fingers crossed, it can get done in one take, but <laughs> you know what technology is like. There's, a, there's always the, the possibility for a, a blip, but we normally manage to, um, to capture it in two or three takes. And I have a, a stopwatch as well because it's important that we stay within the time frame allowed at each level. What is the standard time frame? It's between 4 minutes 30 and 5 minutes. So I tend to aim for 4 minutes 45 to just be on the safe side. So you don't want the judge to feel like, oh, I could have seen another second of that. But equally, you, if you, you don't want to overrun because you can get penalties for going over time. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember what, what the sliding scale is, but I should think that in general, if you allow 4 minutes 45 at, at novice elementary level, you've managed to show everything um, mm. that's required and with a little bit of, of extra and it's, it's it's normally quite a pleasing amount of time. And where do you get your inspiration from? Inspiration for choreography? Yeah, where do you get your inspiration for choreography? I think about things that I like to ride, some gymnastic exercises, some patterns, so books I've read perhaps that have, have suggested different exercises, 10-metre circles, for instance. There are different places you can put them in the arena. But I have to admit the starting point always comes down to the technical requirements because 4 minutes 45 sounds quite a lot, but given what you've got to show, you normally your choreography is limited to linking those movements together in, in the most mm -hmm. attractive way and a way that allows the horse to flow. You don't, you don't want it to look like you've just shoved everything in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you're riding and um, you've got that checklist in your head and, and you've gone a little bit wrong, sometimes it does feel like you're trying to, to cram a little. 
But the bonus is when you're at the top level or maybe not the really top because it would be obvious if you got it wrong. But when you're at like the nearly top level, (laughs) (laughs) you make a mistake. The judge doesn't know what you're supposed to be doing. So if you're really good, you could probably get away with doing another move and squeezing it in somewhere else, do you think? Oh, I think that's why it's called freestyle. And I think that <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're careful, you can make it look like you plan to do that. And I think, you know, obviously at the very top level, they've probably got the difficulty that people, spectators, judges, fellow riders know their routine as well as they know their own. And so mm-hmm. it would be obvious if there were a mistake made. But I think they could perhaps just say, oh, no, I thought I'd try something different. I don't see why not. <laughs> Is the horse supposed to land on the beach? Um, I, don't, I don't know about that in terms of, of whether you would lose marks. But I think that it, it may look a little disjointed if you're, say you're cantering. And mm. perhaps the canter is, is suggesting a, a certain rhythm. So canter, you might think, well, canter's a three beat, so you could have a waltz, but you actually have that moment of suspension. So it's, you end up needing a four time music. So I think if the horse, without, <laughs> I'm trying to answer the question simply, but what the first thing that I'm thinking is if, if we look at a horse cantering and we say that there's an irregularity in the way the horse is cantering, so instead of it being three time with the moment of suspension, it becomes a very flat four time, a very heavy four time. And the music that you had selected had a very clear sort of upbeat for the the jump of the canter. I think if you missed that, it would it would not look so good. Yeah, no, no, no that makes sense. But I'm now going to ask you, what's the three, the three beat and the four beat? I take it... It's the beats within the music. Um, well, I, well, I suppose when I'm talking about a three time, so a waltz is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Um, you mm-hmm. couldn't counter to that because you need a one, two, three, and one, two, three, and. And can you see that the the waltz music would mismatch that moment of suspension? So you'd actually need a four mm-hmm. time piece of music. I'm desperately trying to remember my days at school in music lesson now. I'm wishing that I listened. And I'm really missing <laughs> that we had Nick Reeve on the line to explain it better. <laughs> no, you've done great. It's fascinating. So you work very, very closely with Nick, obviously. You have done for years. If we were looking then, say we're just starting out, to, we want to try a bit of freestyle. Are there any pieces of music that you can recommend that work well with your choreography that you've done previously? So someone that's just starting out, something that maybe would help with confidence, keep somebody going, and it would be quite quite an easy start. I'd take it back a step and make it even easier. I'd say switch on the radio, even if you walk in an ad, if you're listening to commercial radio and there's ad breaks, that could be a good moment to, to walk around. I, I would even go so far as to say, why not just ride to what makes you comfortable? So what you might listen to in the car. Of course, if you've got very eclectic tastes, your horse will possibly not share those. <laughs> <laughs> um, thinking about tracks that I like to ride to, I quite like riding to, oh gosh, what would I ride to? Well, I ride to Jack Johnson and the beat, isn't always spot on but it keeps me happy and it's a nice chill sort of surfer vibe in the background so I might train to that Mm. um 
Bruno Mars is quite good to ride. See, we don't want them to ride too much to music because we want you to listen to the podcast whilst you're riding. That's the whole point, is that you're supposed to be listening to this when you go out hacking. Okay, so one thing we could maybe try in your uh, once a month, I think you you should share different music tracks and get some feedback on, on what people enjoyed riding to. I think that would be quite fun. That's a brilliant idea. A track that I've had in my head for days, and I think you can blame James Corden's carpool for this, is um, is Coldplay. (laughs) We're singing, and I can't remember the the title. It's something to do with adventure. You'll have to help me out here, but it's been stuck in my head for days, so I feel like I've been riding to that for quite a while. What should we think about then when we're thinking of the choreography? We need to start building choreography. Are there any tips that you can give us that we should really keep in the back of our head? Well, first things first, if your horse has a preferred rein, I would probably make sure that when you've halted and saluted, when you you go for your move off, say your horse favours the left rein, I would go left, make your life easy. Um, You are going to have to at some point change the rein in order to fulfil the requirements. But set yourself up to have as much fun and enjoyment as possible in your choreography so if you found that it helped your horse to change the rein by doing two half 10 meter circles and that that would help with your horse's balance and connection then i would do that if your horse really likes to show off and possibly strut their stuff a little bit on a on a diagonal line then then include that just to work to the strengths of the horse then really you've hit the nail on the head don't don't (laughs) the one thing i would say don't do is don't pick your favorite test and just add music to it be a little bit braver Mm. and start to think about how you could show off the things that you score well in a nice nice try and be symmetrical i mean don't get too hung up about it but from a judge's point of view if you're seeing somebody ride towards you and they do something on the left rein that you have to score them for, you're hoping that they're going to present it on the right rein in a in a similar fashion because, mm-hmm. in a way, a judging freestyle must be quite a lot of pressure because the judge has no idea what's going to come. It's not like you submit your floor plan. So whilst that works for the rider, for the judge, you need to sort of signpost it a little bit and say, look, I've done this <laughs> this way it's coming up the other way get ready to give me a good mark mm. so would you say save the better rain for second it depends because originally sorry you said if, if i get the going off on your on your better rain so if your left rain's better as soon as you left halt go off on it yeah but then i'd be inclined if i struggled on the on the right canter but my left canter was absolutely spot on i'd be inclined to do the right canter first whilst the judge isn't expecting it and then this the amazing canter after that well i think you've got to start and finish on a good note and maybe try and find ways to not necessarily disguise your weaker moments but but make them easier for yourself so Mm. if you know that the reason i say go the way you're best at first is that gives you time to relax to listen to the music to start you you want to make a good first impression don't you so don't Mm. don't try and get it over and done with think about ways of linking it so that you give your chance to self to shine really give yourself a chance to shine i can't even say that word (laughs) (laughs) it's brilliant thank you so much alison that's my pleasure do you have any more tips that you can give us just before you go i top tip for music is just have a go don't be put off by the needs to license your music or worry about editing your music. Just get out there and ride and 
think about how it impacts on you and your horse. Thank you. I'll work on seeing if we can get some music on the podcast, but I have a feeling we're going to have to pay PPL a lot of money. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alison, how can we follow you on Twitter? So my Twitter account is at Solitaire DTM, which stands for Dressage to Music, the DTM part. I think if you just type my name in, it possibly would come up as well. That's Alison Ken Ward. That's correct. Yes. And are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Same again. That time it's Alison Kenward, just as a page. And what about a website? Do you have a website address? Yes, and I'm going to struggle to remember it most likely. It's www.alisonkenward.weebly.com. I think. Don't worry. If, if we, we can, Google, you Google. If we, <laughs> If we Google Alison Kenward, then uh, then you'll come up. Alison Kenward, dressage to music. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, good luck at your next competition, and um, please get someone to video it because we'd love to see some of your work. Super, I'll do my best. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week, you can hear Nikki from the McTimony Animal Association. She is a McTimony animal practitioner. And what they do is they, it's a specific technique and a specific treatment that balances the animal's musculoskeletal system. Sounds complicated, but Nikki's there to explain everything. It's all about manipulating any misaligned joints throughout the body. And she explains very clearly what the technique does and how it can help prove health, performance and soundness of your horse. Hope you have a good week and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.